outside world rejects you. My calculations are correct. Killers do some serious shit. I'm a nerd. Pretty proud of it. Learn it, know it, live it. What up, and welcome back to the podcast of pain, the podcast where we talk any and all thing nerd, movies, video games, Funko Pops. And today we have a very special guest, the guy that introduced me to Nintendo and thus is the reason I never did anything with my fucking life. Joey Mack, what's up, dude? You're welcome for ruining <laughs> your life, man. <laughs> I guess if it wasn't going to be video games, it would have been drugs or something like that. But, yeah, I never looked. I stopped going outside after I learned about Mario, Nintendo, and the Contra Code and all that shit. So, what's up, y'all? <laughs> I've known this guy since fucking kindergarten. So how many people can say that you're still in contact with people you knew from way back in the day? That's fucking wild, man. We're old. We're old. Old fucking grumpy ass people like our parents were, but whatever. Um, so today we're going to be discussing the most stressful video games of our lifetime, and I gotta say, a majority of those were induced, or I guess stress was induced by Nintendo. That's I think that was my first experience to PTSD. <laughs> so uh, I will let you take the first the first run at that. Like, what was one of yours on your list? So most of mine are. Naturally, NES games. Um, when we first got it back in, I want to say, 87, we had this game called Russian Attack. And it's spelled R-U-S-H, apostrophe N, attack. So basically, you're a military commando, and the enemy is not specifically Russia, even, but it's Russian Attack. Oh yeah, there's a the music. So hard, guys. So hard. You can play this co-op, you can play it by yourself, and uh, basically the cutscene is you jumping over a barbed wire fence between levels, and I never beat this one, guys. This was one that absolutely is just brutal, and Konami's known for these types of yeah, brutal games. Yeah, I was just going to mention, this, this looks like a Konami title as well, so we're going to be talking about them quite a bit this, this episode. So... Yeah, basically you start out with a knife, and that's all you have. You can pick up bazooka power-ups, landmines everywhere, and enemies just spawn left to right, left and right, similar to Contra, which is actually on our list as well. Oh, Not to be stress as stressful because of the, you know, the natural cheat code, but... So did you utilize the cheat code in this one too? There is no cheat code. Okay. Hence, right. I never beat the thing. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> all right, never? I don't think I've ever played this one. Yeah, it came out in 87. Um, jeez. Yeah, screw that. It's just brutal. I watched a guy on YouTube run through it, and basically all he's doing is just running, jumping over guys, and knifing the entire time. That's another thing that pisses me off, because when I was making this list, I came across nothing but uh, run-throughs, speed-throughs, uh, speed-runs. A lot of these games that are on my list, people speed-run and beat them in, like, 20 minutes, and that just set me the fuck off. I, I, I don't know. No way. No way. I guess they're, I mean, I think 
I'm guessing they probably play those on an emulator because the stress we had back in the day, having brothers and sisters possibly tripping over the damn Nintendo and get that blue flashing screen of death. That was a big stressor, too. Russian attack. Jeez. Yep. Nope. No, thanks. Yeah, that's all I really got on that. I haven't played that one in years, but it does age well. Yeah. So. Um, I'm going to go with one of my first ones, Punch-Out. <laughs> I don't give a shit. That was one of the first ones you introduced me to, and I never could get the timing right on that damn game. I would get to Bald Bull, and I'd always like try and dodge it. No, you can't dodge it. You got to hit him. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that shit. And it didn't work. So it wasn't until my late 20s, early 30s until I actually got that mastered. Um, the the codes didn't help me at all. It was all about the patterns and the boxing, you know. What codes are you talking about on that? Um, those were the like the codes to Mike Tyson or to Oh. Not a cheat uh, code. Nah. Not a cheat code, basically the password to get you to that fighter. Basically, yeah. So um, I never did defeat Mike Tyson in that. I think I, oh, yeah, didn't didn't punch him either. I think I got to him. I just never punched him. It was it was a lost cause. I think they set me up for failure on that shit. So what about some of the wrestlers those guys are modeled after? Oh, okay. So we have uh, Soto Pompinski. Um, Who is he? I, I don't know. He's a big, bulky guy. I would almost guess Hulk Hogan for like his stature. But he kind of looked like uh, Ivan Koloff, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. The only one that I know for sure is Macho Man Randy Savage was super, super Macho Man. Him. Yeah. He was modeled after him, all greased up, and <laughs> that guy was tough. He was super tough. I defeated him a handful of times. Uh, one thing I will say about Punch-Out is I feel like they got easier, like the generations after. Super Punch-Out wasn't as hard than the Punch-Out on the Wii. That was a little bit easier. It was all in the patterns. Once you got that, they couldn't touch you, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, very, very stressful. Uh, I think it was also the laugh that they, like, uh, Bald Bull would also throw to you that would just just irk me. It would had that fucking, it was really eerie. <laughs> no, I couldn't fuck with that either. So that was uh, that was another stressful one. I felt like an asshole because, no, actually, you made me feel like an asshole because I never got past uh, Glass Joe without getting punched. <laughs> <laughs> the easiest guy in the whole goddamn thing, and I couldn't, like, master. I couldn't knock him out in the first time. You so what is it with up. Little Mac in that pink suit, man? Uh, no way. The pink track suit, yeah, when he was running, like, between. What is going on there? I don't know. And then, <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, his uh, his trainer was setting him up for failure, too, to some degree. Like, if you really want it, you're going to wear this, and you're going to run. <laughs> oh, man, what's next on your list? Well, since we're in the Konami realm, again, it's Contra. Ooh, everybody's favorite. Everybody's favorite cheat code, right? I've seen guys who have that tattooed on their body. There's actually a podcast uh, wrestler named... Uh, I think he goes by Xavier Woods now, but yeah, up, down, up, up, down, down is his podcast. Oh, okay. So a lot of the stress in that is if you play with a guy who is not very good and you're at, and you don't put in the cheat code, I'm like, you're killing me. You're killing me. And I thought it was cool on those levels, how they had that, what was it? Not a labyrinth, but that little maze. Yeah. And you would have to get through it in a time limit or else it would just automatically kill you and make you use one of your continues. And I just want to interject that I was more than likely that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I I had the same stress with my sister when I would play. Like you had to have 
a second player. I don't remember ever beating it by myself, even with the 30-man cheat code. I could be wrong, but yeah. Yeah, I definitely did, and that happens to be my wife's favorite game. She's pretty boss at it, man. She's probably better than me. So uh, we, we actually we got that for the Xbox, and it had all of the Contras on there. Oh, that's dope. So Super C is such a good game. Yeah. I mean, that was so good. The explosives, everything, like the bosses were awesome in that. Awesome the music. But um, I didn't know this at the time, but according to the Angry Video Game Nerd, these two characters are modeled after Sly Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep, I saw that. Like, I think they actually have a, an homage poster where it's actually him and both the actors side by side in the same fashion, and, like on the cover. And it does look like him, but I didn't even realize it at the time. But they're just referred to, I think one of their names is Lance. Yeah, Lance and who's the other guy? Shit! We just called him Blue Guy and Red Guy. Contra <laughs> characters. I made it pretty. I made it pretty far without the cheat code. I've never yeah. beaten it without it. I think I actually made it to the last level. It was a without it. Okay. So apparently, the names of the characters Bill Riser and Lance Bean were actually named after actors Bill Paxson and Paul Riser. Lance Henriksen and Michael Bean, who all appeared in Aliens, which the last stage isn't that. It looks it's a lot like Aliens, actually. Like the xenomorphs and all the eggs laying the face huggers and all that shit. That was a creepy ass game too. Bosses, bosses anyway. Okay. Um, still on the Konami kick. I'm gonna go with like my number one right off the bat. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Notoriously difficult. Um. Yeah, it was really ridiculous. You had four guys. Um, the most difficult scene was the underground, the underwater scene with the, the vines, the electric vines or whatever like that. You had to disarm the bombs. That was so tough. I would never send Donatello down there because if, if he died, you were screwed. Yeah, you were totally screwed. Um, <laughs> and he had the strongest weapon, too, so it was kind of like, you know. That's why. I mean... Raph, he was pretty much worthless with those ties. Yeah. He was pretty much worthless. But some of the jumps that you had to make on that... What were these devs oh, thinking, man? man? They punished us back then. Yeah, it was Konami. All right, we gave you the easy code for Contra, and now we're going to make you suffer. We got to make our money back. But um, that actually wasn't bad. You would travel to different areas in a... Um, what, the turtle bus? Turtle van? Yeah, once you got to the turtle van, I thought I was, like, you know, in the zone, but... There were still those jumps. You had like lava pits and shit. And as a matter of fact, uh, the Game Genie, when that came out, I was like, all right, cool. I have a chance to beat these games now. I would hook in the the infinite ammo or the infinite energy code. And and that didn't do me any good because if you missed those jumps where you were landing in lava, the game froze. <laughs> so you were screwed. You had to start all over again. So it was wow. kind of, yeah. So I haven't played that game in decades. So, um, they are. Is, is there a code? Is that password oriented? Can you put in a passcode? No passwords. So you had, to, uh, you had to go straight through all the time, every time. As a matter of fact, uh, speaking of Ninja Turtles, they are at the end of the year they're releasing a Cowabunga co- collection, and it's gonna have all the Nintendo games. So one, two, the Manhattan Project that was three, Turtles in Time from Super Nintendo. I think it's gonna have the two arcade games as well as the Game Boy games. 
And the new one that's coming out is on there too, or not? Um, nope, that's gonna be a separate one. Okay. Uh, Shredder's Revenge. But that's yeah. also gonna be another side-scroller, so that's gonna be pretty exciting to play that. I don't think I'm gonna leave the house. You are the foremost expert on Ninja Turtles. You're probably uh, like top five, ten in the world. Oh, uh, no. No, I won't take that title, man. There's there's one, as a matter of fact, I have an episode that I'm gonna I'm working on right now that's all about Ninja Turtles, and I've got a special guest for that one who's a bigger expert than Ninja Turtles than me, so I'll have to have you... Have you checked that out or, or come over and, and peep it out? It's going to be a fucking trip. That sounds amazing. I definitely am not as big a Ninja Turtle nerd as I think I am. There's way... I mean... Nah, yeah. now you're just being bashful. You, you have the ink to prove it. <laughs> I, I'm being a little bashful. You basically had the comics before the cartoon even was thought of. I uh, bet... No, my maybe, dad maybe had not. the comics. Maybe not. My dad had the comics. Too bad you didn't have that some of that first edition stuff still. Um... He, I think he has a couple, I think a couple of the ones in the collection are first edition, maybe second edition, but they're not going anywhere. They're mine now. I'm not, I'm not selling them for anything. Yeah. That's my shit. Um, man, what is next on your list? Well, I actually have a good one. It's a, everything's Konami. I remember (laughs) those commercials. It was hard to beat Konami. They were notorious for that again. Um, Metal Gear, the original. Ooh, okay. I don't think I ever played the original Metal Gear. It was pretty cool for the time. I think it launched in 89 in the States. Yeah. I think they came out with a PC version first. So the object of the game is to destroy this supercomputer. Um, The cool part about it is you're in a Vietnam-type situation or like the jungle, it doesn't specifically say. But the cool part about it is is that basically you start out with a pack of cigarettes and a radio. Alright. <laughs> so so spoiler alert, anybody's familiar with the series knows that the big boss is you know, he's definitely an asshole. You think he's on your side and then he turns on you. Plot twist. So and back in those days, when you got stuck, you got stuck. If yeah. there was not a Nintendo power right up on the thing either you're calling an 800 or a 900 number well that ages us doesn't it 91900 900 numbers and nintendo power i knew better to do that because my mom would have whooped my ass if i was paying 99 cents a minute for that interesting side note on the 900 number that the first time i called the 900 number it was 1-900-909-FRED it was nightmare on elm street freddy krueger and i thought i was pretty badass you know Fuck that, I'm not getting my parents' permission. And I would show my my cousin from down south had come through. I think I told this on the podcast once before, but screw it. I'm gonna throw him under the bus again for being a snitch. Um he ran and told my parents, and they whooped my ass. <laughs> it was like $1.99 a minute. Like I didn't understand any of that shit. That's like know? 10 bucks in nowadays money. Oh I mean Well, with gas money, I think it's more like 20 bucks now. So yeah, Metal Gear, such a good game. That was the first game that I know of that you had to basically stealthy snoop around. Um, was the main be- character still Snake in this one? Yeah, it was Snake. Okay. Yeah, it definitely was. And they always pay homage to the first one by that stupid cardboard box and and, seat, uh, and subsequent <laughs> ones. Yeah, they're yeah. just going around like that cardboard box was there, or there was no cardboard box, and you're just rocking around in it. That, those games, 
for the longest time stressed me out. I am not a stealthy kind of guy. I like to just go ahead and throw grenades and shoot shit and whatever's still standing. I'll, I will slowly make my way through, but I'm not going to sneak around. I can't do that shit. I don't have the patience for that. So props. Yeah, and it's when you get caught. And then... Is that it? <laughs> Basically, and then... What happens is you can either kill the bad guys or just you nine times out of ten they would kill you as soon as they saw you like that. Yeah. So fuck that. Yeah, that was another thing that really stressed me out. Because like, yeah, chances are I'm gonna get spotted and then having to try and get their alert down or whatever, get their their defenses down, that was a pain in the ass. Yeah. Once but, they saw you, you could hide and they'd still they'd still come on come around and catch you. We didn't have cable back then, so it was like when you were stuck, like I said, you were stuck. You could have been stuck for days. <laughs> and that's one of those games that has that terrible translation, that Japanese translation. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It, it had all. It was rife with misspellings and everything like that. Yeah. Punctuation errors, everything. If they would have known that it would have sold a million copies, I bet they would have put more money into getting a good translation down. But right. And the dialogue is cheesy as it is, you know. A lot of the Japanese dialogue, it just doesn't translate well, and it's cheesier than heck. And it was so, the 80s. Yeah. So I did not defeat that one. I could sit down and do it, but, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't really remember many that I did get through. Um, <laughs> I, I was not, like, the smartest when it came to, like, puzzle games and shit. And that was another list, another thing on my list, kind of just in generic. Anything that had passcodes, anything where you were had the ability to write down a passcode, because then, you know, it was like 52 characters, too. It wasn't like some, you know, easy thing you have for your Facebook right now. You know, it right. was 52 different characters. And you had to be able to read your own handwriting when right. you went back to the game. So is that a lowercase L? Is that an I? Is that a one? You know, is, is it a J? Is it a lowercase J? <laughs> yeah. So like, that, what is it? That always stressed me out too. So you had like, I think you had uh, Legend of Zelda, you had Metroid, Deadly Towers, I think. Oh uh, shit! Legacy of the Wizard was one of them. But yeah, any anything with passwords, fuck that. They're like, let's make this sixty-four characters long. Therefore, that the, the guy can't just guess the password. Nope. <laughs> it was hard enough on Punch Out. I mean, that was only, like, nine digits, wasn't it? Bullshit. Yeah. So, that's pretty much what I got on that. What, what do you get? What do you have? Um, The Simpsons, Bart versus the Space Mutants. Oh, that was tough. That was really bad. That was fun, though. And, I mean, it was a great idea, but, I mean, you had to... You had to have your x-ray specs. I think you had to... I don't think you could perpetually use the same specs, either. I think you had to have... I think you had like multiple sets of specs in your inventory. And then it had, you had coins that you had to collect to make prank phone calls for whatever reason. You had to spray paint shit purple. So you had the deck stacked against you, dodging all these aliens. Some platforms you could jump on and some you couldn't, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Which is super weird, like... Fucking Nintendo. Man. There's a certain amount of randomness to that game, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think they, um, that was another game they just didn't give a shit. 
I was looking to see if that was Konami. No, that was a claim. Those bastards. They liked to punish us back then. I don't know what it was. That's what I'm saying. Like, nowadays, like, gamers nowadays are totally spoiled. They have save spots and memory cards and cheat codes. Fuck. Cheat codes, YouTube walkthroughs. Where was YouTube when we were stuck on, like, Mario or some shit? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, so I just mainly remember the spray paint, but the graphics weren't too bad on that one. No. The controls were a little wonky, but... And it was, again, super difficult because... I spent half. I think I spent half the time just going around and collecting the power ups that were required. Yeah, you know, I think that was for, a lot of the, my gameplay was just playing around rather than trying to beat the game. Yeah. Um, jeez, I don't remember any of the bosses. I definitely don't remember beating that. I remember you start out on the street. You end up in the the shopping mall. But yeah, that was a fucked up game too. That was really stressful. Um, Wasn't there another one? I could be thinking of a different one where he's in a dream the whole time. Yeah, that Bart versus uh, that was Bart's nightmare. That was a lot easier. I don't want to say a lot easier, but it was a little bit more fun. You had more more things to do. You had to collect pieces of homework, and you would be in a dream. In one dream, you'd be Bartman. In another dream, you'd be Bartzilla. Or in another dream, you'd be fighting Itchy and Scratchy. Right, right. And, and that was pretty cool because... You, they had a lot of level varieties on that one. A lot of cool different levels. Super tough as well. Um, That was pretty tough, but it was a little bit more rewarding than most games on Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, they just say, congratulations, you defeated such and such boss. You are the winner. Well, this, if you collected a certain amount of homework and defeated those levels or whatever, you would get an A rating or B rating, D rating. I was stoked when I would get C's. Which is coincidentally the most of what I got all during school. So I, you know, hey, whatever. Um, right, I do remember <laughs> that. That was cool. <laughs> so. And a special shout out to our old school first grade teacher, Mrs. Casey Stevens. I see her quite a bit. She actually lost her mom recently. Yeah, she's the kindest person I know, man, or the kindest teacher. <laughs> Hell yeah. the top five kindest people. She was one of the. I she know. was the one that got us into the Book It program. Oh yeah, back when Pizza Hut was good. Yeah, <laughs> she was my first date. She she took you out on a date for that, didn't she? Yeah, it was a double date. I had Uncle Girl with me. We went to church. Okay, <laughs> but like I said, it was back when Pizza Hut was good. Back when like you could sit down and they had a jukebox and you know the hot, the scalding hot pan pizza. That was oh the yeah, bomb. that was the bomb. Well, yeah, she's still around. She's still kicking. She still looks exactly the same. So. Terrific. Shout out to you, Mrs. Blodgett. Miss Blodgett. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what Mrs. Blodgett Stevens now. So yeah, yeah. Good times. Um, what is next on your list? Well, I have a um, it's a different one, which we didn't even talk about, so we don't really even have the the music loaded for it. I can pull it up. But it was a funny game. It was called Escape from Monkey Island. Oh, wow! And just a, <laughs> it was a dialogue based game. Yeah, kind of kind of a unique game in a way and it came out for the pc back in the day um i want to say 95 ish 94 something like that maybe uh, a little later so i had it on the ps1 and it's just a funny story that goes with this so on the ps if you had your memory card you could save your progress right right 
So we actually had printed off. Okay, the object of the game is to get the ultimate insult. You have to obtain the ultimate insult, right? In this family, we don't kill sheep. That's an ad. Fucking YouTube. Okay. So, anyways, I printed off like four pages of the walkthrough, right? Yeah. And we didn't save our progress. Me and my brothers were playing. <laughs> we didn't save our progress at all throughout the whole thing. So we get to the like almost the last stage in it, and I'm talking about probably about. I'll guess 15 hours of gameplay. Yeah. So I was walking by the PlayStation and kicked it. We were almost done. My brother. On purpose? No, man. I, I wanted to see the ultimate insult. That's a pretty ultimate insult. That was quite ironic, right? Or coincidental. Good times. So my brother could have kicked my ass. But he did not. But the whole family, my brothers are both pissed about that one, man. <laughs> that was the ultimate insult. I didn't mean to do it. I was the one who found the instructions. Well, shit, no, it must have been like, <laughs> it must have been like 98 because it, 97, well, I don't know when it was. Well, so yeah. I'm just trying to think of the advent and the internet. Well, we had it back in 93. We had the dial-up. I'm sure we were on a dial-up connection at the time. Oh, man, playing video games at that time. Holy shit. Well, it takes me back. You said, you know, you got into a fight over this video game. That takes me back to one of the times I remember coming over and playing Nintendo. I don't remember the context of the conversation or the, the argument. I do remember you taking the Nintendo controller and whipping it across Tony's back. <laughs> I do remember that much. And then you bolted upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't bigger than them at the time, but I was faster. I was the youngest, so... He so, did not yeah. go down from that shot, so you're like, yeah, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I got on that. I, I would check it out. I mean... It sounds cool. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's it's a funny game. So. All from LucasArts, so yeah. they usually put pretty good games out. Yeah, that was good stuff. I know they had some sequels to, to that, but I have not watched them, so or played them. So. But that's what I got on that. You got anything else over there? I got plenty. Um, let's see. So another blast from the past was River City Ransom. I remember this well because the last time we exchanged video games, that was the one. I had borrowed Pro Wrestling from you, and you borrowed River City Ransom from me. And at that time, you lived in Litchfield. So we didn't see each other very often. You know what I mean? We were still fourth, fifth grade or whatever like that, you know. And my parents were pissed, too. They're like, you're not going to see that game. Like, when do you think you're going to see Joe again? Here we are. Your old man's <laughs> in, in the other your room. Face. In your face, Daryl. <laughs> in your face. The reason um, this was stressful... Okay. Uh, the reason the, this was stressful to me was... Uh, it was kind of like... It was kind of like uh, Double Dragon, because you're basically one guy. All you do is punch and kick, you know? Get from one screen to the other until you get to the bosses and then make it to the end. I never beat this because it was one of those games where you had to make sure you cleared the screen of all the enemies before you advanced. I would make it past the boss, beat the boss, and for whatever reason, nothing happened. I'd be stuck in the same spot. So even when I downloaded it for the Nintendo Wii years later, still got stuck in the same spot. I'm looking at walkthroughs on YouTube for this. 
they get through it no problem. So I'm, I missed something somewhere. Right. It was a fun game. I, I liked. I thought it was love. cool. You could get those. Um, you had to buy that book. It cost like twenty five dollars, and it took the a, kung fu and the acro circus and the stone hands, dragon feet. I'm talking about dragon feet and dragon punch. Those were critical because you could punch three <laughs> at one time. Three at one time, and, and that knock was badass out. because once you knocked them down. You could pick them up and just launch them. <laughs> I used to uh, grab like the the iron bar and like whip that at them while they were down. Or you could like pick up another dude and beat the dude with another dude. That was pretty dope. Yeah, you could beat the dude with the dude. You could pick up a chain and just waste them. And this was from Technos Japan. I, I played a lot of those games, a lot of those games over the years too, including uh, Super Dodgeball. Yeah, that game doesn't age well. I had fun with it at the time. Yeah, but it does not age. <laughs> You know what? Honestly, River City Ransom doesn't really age well either. I mean, no. But at the time, it, it was cool because you could go in the gym, beat the hell out of the guy with the basketball, and then <laughs> if you, like I would sit there and just try to make a basket. It was so hard. You had to time your jump perfectly, and you could actually make a basket in that gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get very far. It was that one part. Like you're right at the high school, River City High School. Beat all the guys on the screen, and then I was stuck. Nothing would happen. I couldn't go anywhere. So I got frustrated and fucking threw it. Even with the Game Genie, didn't help me any. It was one of those games you had to advance after you beat everybody on the screen. It was a pain in the ass. This has legit music, too, man. Check this out. <laughs> Shout out to the, the Japanese creators, Technos Japan. You guys always had dope music for your games. You so why, why, do you, why do you take the next one, too, on that? All right, I don't um, have a ton left. All right. Let's see. Um, well, since we're on, uh, Japanese, hold on, there we go, how about this? Pro Wrestling, that was the other, that was the game that we just spoke of that I borrowed Mew. It frustrated the ever-living hell of me, out of me because I could never win. I never, ever, ever won a match. I couldn't get the controls. Ever. It was always pissing me off. I like the characters. I like the fact that you could dive outside the ring. Um, what is that? The great Amazon? The green guy? And oh, that... Headboy. Okay, so that was one of the original titles for Nintendo. In yeah, came out in 86. Yeah, that was one... I think we got that the same Christmas that we actually got the Nintendo. So we, we got like four games with that. Ice Climber included, but... If I'm not mistaken, wasn't the referee in that Mario too? Or I'm, I might be thinking of punch it. No, it, it, it wasn't Mario. It was one of those... They had a slew of um, sports titles for that. It was hockey, okay. pro wrestling, baseball. Just because anything can now be delivered with Uber... Get the fuck out of here, Trevor Noah. More ads. Um... Right. But yeah, yeah, the characters were cool in that. You had Starman, you had uh, the guy from Korea, um, Sterling King, then you had Iron Iron Mike, I think his name was, the guy who was just in the generic black suit, black outfit, Starman, the Amazon, oh, I think I'm missing somebody, oh, Golden King. He was like Hulk Hogan, right? Yeah. But I never could master the controls on that game, you know? I mean, in some game, wrestling games, like the WWF games, you had a punch button and a kick button. This one didn't operate like that. You couldn't just mash buttons. 
and get anywhere. I could never pull off a, I could never pull off a suplex or throw the guys into the ring. I would just get my ass kicked. That was the only consistent thing about me playing this game. Your timing had to be perfect on that. Now, I beat the controller off that one. Of course, I was eight, nine years old at the time, but I would have somebody to play with. I don't think I really played a bunch with the, against a piece or against a computer. But you got to realize, back in those days, it was basically a step above Atari. Yeah. That generation of games that came out back then. Let's see. So, um, one thing that is interesting about this, about this title, that I did some research. Um, there's a current wrestling game that I mean is pretty big across the across the nation or whatever called Fire Pro Wrestling, and that's one that you have like unlimited characters. You can. Uh, customize it down to their boots, their bootlaces, their their entrance, their theme music. So you can basically take any wrestler from any organization from any generation and put it in this game. But the controls are very are time-based rather than, you know, hitting the right button or hitting like so many you can't button mash through it is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But um this I think that's the predecessor. I think pro wrestling is the predecessor. I think this is where this game came from. And that's like a big shit deal. Like nobody's playing, nobody's playing WWE games anymore. Everybody's playing this. It's wild. Cool, man. I'm gonna have to um, next time you come through, I'm gonna have to show it to you. And just, I mean, you have like the exploding barbed wire death matches in this. That was one of the selling points. But it's something you have to spend time with and get the get the timing down. Frustrating is ever living hell, but it took me back to those Nintendo days of playing pro wrestling. Fucking bullshit. Did you uh, did you play with? The, can you play on the internet with guys or? Um yeah, you can do online. I mean everything nowadays. Yeah. No oh, yeah, of online. course. Um, do you do it or not? Or you just play the? Um, console? not since I got it. I think that was the. This game was the original reason I bought the PlayStation Four in the first place. But so know, it sounds like the customization is amazing on that. It's ridiculous. You make your own rings. You can make your own uh, canvases. You can make your own um, like the stadiums are pretty customizable. Move sets. Uh, people are actually doing their own animation where they're bringing in. I don't know how they do it, but you can customize your own eight bit, like your own heads. So as long as you make it from every angle, you know it looks pretty legit. How's the how are the environment on that? Um, pretty dope. I don't. I mean, you can't go out in the crowd or anything. Steel chairs. Um, of steel chairs. Uh, barbed wire bats. Uh shit. What else do they use? Uh, I think you can do some fire breathing on this game. Let's see. Weapons. Fire Pro Wrestling Pro. But I'm like, it's crazy. Like, they're doing matches from the 80s. They had the old 80s look to them. You had the Honky Tonk Man or Jake the Snake. And you're taking on guys from today in barbed wire matches, explosions, People getting set on fire. Yeah, you're definitely gonna have to show me that, man. Cage matches. The canvases get stained with blood. <laughs> it's pretty fucking hard. All right, next up, I'm gonna go and go with. Shit, I have a handful of them. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll go. I have Snake Rattle and Roll. All right, Snake Rattle and Roll. So that's a rare title. I remember it vaguely. It, it wasn't a huge. Didn't have a huge following, but think of Cubert. The environment was kind of like Cubert, but it was revolutionary for the time in my mind because even though it had a 2D engine, it was like isometric. Yeah. 
But the controls, talk about frustrating, man. <laughs> well, you only had, that was Nintendo, so you only had two buttons. But you're basically like, you're, okay, you're a snake. So you have to go get the, all these power-ups, defeat the foot to get the key, to get to the next board. Right. Now there are 11 stages, and I actually played this game not too long ago. Because when, when I bought my Xbox, uh, basically it came out with Rare Replay. Yeah. So on that, you could actually rewind it. So if you screwed okay. up, you could... You can do the push your rewind button. Right. Call it good. I wish we would have had that button back. I'm telling you, we're spoiled now. But those programmers are damn e downright evil. Yeah. I mean, what's happening to my headphones here, Darius? Oh, they're probably dead. They, I need to be charged. So, anyways, that's okay. I don't need them. So, I never got through that. Even with the rare replay rewind button. And as a kid, I got—I know I got to level 10 before. Yeah. So there are 11 stages. Think about how much no life I was doing to get to that point. I think you had like three continues or something like that. Yeah. But the game was pretty legit. It was just, you know, that was bad. That was one of the, that's my top two most frustrating games I've ever played. Because as an adult, you know, I'm sitting there playing it. I'm like... What is going on here? How come I cannot pass this right now? And so I just, I just gave up, man. That was pretty much that's that that's that was my measuring stick too. Like if you if I couldn't beat it, I'd give it to you. You play it, and you like decimate it. But if you can't beat it, that speaks volumes. You're like the wizard before the wizard came out. They did call me Kid Video back in the day, but <laughs> my brother Tyler took that title from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he took the title. He beat me in. Madden twice in a row. Yeah. So I was like, here's a title, man. Your kid video now. <laughs> oh, it, one of his shit. goals in life was to, uh, his only goal in life was just to live in my parents' basement forever and play play video games. Yeah. But he decided to get married <laughs> and have kids instead, so. What are you going to do? He actually, he achieved it for a little while. He achieved it for a little while. Shout out, Tyler. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Yeah, I was talking to you about this earlier. I definitely don't game like I used to. Like, I can't, like, I don't know how he did, like, these all-night game sessions. On Nintendo, you know, more now, you know, we have, we're spoiled. We have save spots and shit like that. We can take a break. So I can't do that 24-hour game shit anymore. No way. I pull all-night ragers. I'm not going to lie, even though I have a wife and a family and stuff. Hey, you, I, need, I your, still, you need your, your Q10. That's part of my makeup now, you know. I... <laughs> I need to get on there, whether it's a Madden All-Night Rager, Darkest Dungeon 2, maybe Baldur's Gate, the new one that is out now. Yeah. D&D. So what, uh, what are you playing? Like, what system are you rocking right now? Well, I have a gaming PC that my wife got us for Christmas. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a stock gaming PC. Yeah. It, it'll run anything I need. Right. So, usually I'm on that. Man, or, PC games. What, what, the last thing I played was Doom. <laughs> I don't have the next gen X. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Shit. Carmen so San good. Diego and Doom. So good. And then it, it was like shareware. So in order to, well, they would send you a floppy on that Doom. That's that's a conversation for a different day. But that was oh, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, the three and a half inch floppy for Doom. Oh man. Wolfenstein. Fuck yeah, that was all oh, the same man. engine, same engine. Yeah. So, but anyways, um, yeah, we're getting off topic here a little oh, bit. You're good. That's cool. You're good. Um, so yeah, snake rattle and roll, man. Pretty good game, pretty pretty solid, but 
Holy shit. If you could be, uh, bow down to you, if you're, if you listen to this and beat it, it's kind of an obscure title, but Rare Rare put out a lot of good stuff. So. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm guaranteeing there's somebody that's done a speed run of that right now. Think Donkey Kong, you know. Think, do- think Donkey Kong Country. That's rare right there, guys. So, All right. It looks like this asshole on YouTube beat it in 12 minutes, 18 seconds. Oh, I'm sorry. Five minutes and 19 seconds. There's another one. What a prick. <laughs> uh, guarantee he doesn't have a wife and kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shit. So I got to take a real quick commercial break, and we'll be back in a second. business and you need an eye. Are you starting a new business and you need an eye-catching logo? Are you working on a big project for the office and you just can't nail that artwork? Perhaps you've written the next best-selling kids book, but you can't draw. With that deadline rapidly approaching, it sounds like you might need a miracle. So let Chimera Design be the answer to your prayers. Chimera Design works with all mediums and specializes in all kinds of artwork, from logos, t-shirt design, book covers, children's book illustration, board game and card game design, and more. There's really no job too big or too small, because Chimera Design can do it all. So if you have an idea, let Chimera Design get to work for you. Email brianritson at gmail.com. That's brian, R-I-T-S-O-N, at gmail.com. Or find Chimera Design on Facebook. Chimera Design, let them get to work for you. My Nerdvana Toys and Collectibles, Jackson, Michigan's one-stop shop for nerds of all ages. Do they have Funko? They got you. Super 7? They got you. What about Mezco? Mezco, Hasbro, McFarlane, My Nerdvana Toys and Collectibles has got you covered. Whether you're just starting your collection or expanding a current toy hoard, My Nerdvana's professionals will hook you up. My Nerdvana Toys and Collectibles. Find them on Facebook. In-person shopping by appointment only. All right, holy shit. So, uh, man, we got a lot covered so far. I'm going to jump in and take the next one on these stressful video games. I have Fester's Quest for Nintendo. Did you ever play Fester's Quest? Uh, yes. Yeah. So bad. Such a bad game. That was one of those, one of those third person, is that a third person? Top view? Yeah. Games? All right, yeah, that was a pain in the ass, too. I wasn't versed in the Adams Family. I didn't know who the hell Fester was. So, yeah, that was a trip. That was on the Angry Video Game Nerds uh, video, too. Um, just some of the enemies, man, slow you down. You just couldn't do anything. So bad. You had to interact with all the other characters at some point. I don't remember one single boss fight. I never made it that far. I guess it was uh, cool to kind of like switch it up and play for a little bit. I think that was one of those I rented from uh, Blockbuster. What was that thing in Jackson called? That store? It's Family Video. We had uh, not Blockbuster. It was over by the Kroger over there on the east side. Oh shit. Anyways, whatever. I rented it and I think I played it for like, you know. Few hours and I just put it down. Maybe a couple hours. I'm like, this sucks. Yeah, I just want to throw that out there too. I think a lot of our stresses was Nintendo in general because, like, you always had that blue screen of death, like, lurking. You know what I mean? Like, if you had dust or something in the house, or somebody walked walked around your system the right way, that shit was fucked. You had to go and start that game all over again. 
so I wonder why blowing in it actually... I don't think it worked, we just thought it did. <laughs> like, we're just blowing corrosion into the thing. I'm just glad we don't have to do it anymore. But most of the games were shit on that. I mean, we would rent one for the weekend, I'd come over on a Friday night, and we would order Domino's. Yep. I, it was usually me at your house, because, you know, I don't know, I don't know what, I think your, your mom liked to have me over at the time. She was, yeah. she was real sweet to me the whole time. You guys didn't have two nickels to rub together, but you bet your ass we're getting dominoes. She, uh, she was also the only other one in the household that really played the games. Like, I don't know, did your mom ever play Nintendo? No, hell no. Your dad ever played Nintendo? Some. I tried to get that asshole in there to play. I mean, it only had two buttons, but he couldn't figure it out. He played golf. He played Pebble Beach Golf. I remember that. He bought that specifically for him. And, uh... But no, my mom would sit down and play Mario. She'd play River City Ransom. She would play uh, Bart vs. Space Mutants. Um, let's see, shit, another one that was on the list. All right, fuck you, Fester's Quest. Where's Bible Adventures? You remember Bible Adventures? Oh, talk about terrible. That was oh, so stupid. Oh, was fucking garbage. So let me tell you the, the whole story behind that. She goes to the Jackson Crossing Mall, which I think it was still Packet Plaza back in the day. And uh, she tells me and my sister to stay in the car. She's like, I'm going in here to get something for Sister Joseph. There's a name you haven't heard in a really long time. Mm. <laughs> All right, Sister she, Mary Joseph. Yeah, because she, would. She, uh, I think my mom had volunteered or was working in the library or something like that. So she would work, have to work with that god-awful woman for a couple of days a week. But she comes out with this brown paper bag, and we didn't ask what it was or anything like that. She gets it home. And she opens it, and it's this game, Bible Adventures. I don't know who the hell thought that was a good idea. Like, hey, guys, let's make a game about the Bible. Put it on Nintendo. No. Well, they thought, you know, that it was educational and stuff, but it was just, it was just terrible. The game was just awful. The one game I do remember playing a little bit, I don't think I ever, I know I didn't ever beat it, was uh, Noah's Ark, because you had to get, you had to get, Two of every animal, so snakes, lambs, pigs, deer, lions, and you basically had to pick them up and carry them on top of your head, kind of like Mario and Mario 2, and put them in this ark. Um, and then you also, you also had other adventures, kind of, I think it was Baby Moses, David and Goliath was one, and then there was another one I, that escapes me right off, but I, I never, never beat that either. It was the first game, aside from Legend of Zelda 2, that was a different color than the standard gray. Right, it was it blue. Was blue. Yep. I do remember that. Wacky, so. wacky as hell. So props to whoever decided to make that for the Nintendo Entertainment System. You can rot in hell. <laughs> <laughs> so my old man did play some, and and uh, even growing up, he made sure we had the Ooh. best new newest systems. Ooh. A, because he wanted to try them out. Right. And B, because he wanted to try them out. No, he wanted us <laughs> to have good stuff. <laughs> right. So... He mapped out the whole, all the levels in Nintendo, uh, Legend of Zelda. Yeah. With colored pencil oh, and grab shit. paper, man. He mapped it out. <laughs> to that's, the, that's dope. To the square. And we got pretty far at the time. I think we we hadn't beaten it at that point. Of course, I was the first one to beat Zelda 2, but or Zelda 1. I couldn't have beat Zelda 2. That thing was impossible. <laughs> Anyways, I never had that one. But Nintendo Power came out with all the maps in the labyrinths, one through nine. Yeah. I don't know if it was in one magazine or not. And my dad was like, 
Because they wound up missing. I don't know if my mom threw them away. Oh, yes. But they wind up just being missing, and they're like, they came and stole it. Oh, and he was being serious too. I'm like, Dad, look, this is like, this is like a picture, like digitally. It is not your stolen material. Like they've developed this game in different oh, words. We all thought man. he was full of shit. He was so pissed. See, I give him mega props for that, man. I, I wouldn't have the patience for that. I would like. Oh man, those are oh, fuck. Dude. Yeah, but they wound up. Be, I don't. I think my mom threw him away when she was cleaning. <laughs> That's the only what thing. What is this? What is this? Kids' drawings. Yeah. Don't care. Throw them away. <laughs> this is stupid. This isn't. <laughs> That's good stuff. Oh man. Yeah, I remember uh, Nintendo Power vaguely because they would have the map for Mario Three. It would be Mario Three, and then it would have all the items, all the items that you'd have at Toad's Place or whatever to get the whistle. This is how you get to the the other lands. This is where the whistles are and. Where they can take you and stuff like that. Right, so that, that was super helpful. That was the original walkthrough. Yeah. I mean, it, that was a good business model, too, because we weren't in the information age. We didn't have the information yeah. unless they printed it off for us. So. Good luck, man. All right. We're going to take a, a pee break here in just a second, and we will be back momentarily. I got to go fast. Pee break. Who's got to go? Me. 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 Okay, then, this is a little boy's room, and I tell us a little girl's room. Okay. Let's go. Where? Where are you going? It's the men's room. Where are you guys going? In the men's room, Mikey. Yeah, yeah, we're going to the men's room. My Nerdvana Toys and Collectibles, Jackson, Michigan's one-stop shop for nerds of all ages. Do they have Funko? They got you. Super 7? They got you. What about Mezco? Mezco, Hasbro, McFarlane, My Nerdvana Toys and Collectibles has got you covered. Whether you're just starting your collection or expanding a current toy hoard, My Nerdvana's professionals will hook you up. My Nerdvana Toys and Collectibles. Find them on Facebook. In-person shopping by appointment only. Boom! And we are here to finish up the last of our stressful video games episodes. Um, well, episode, I've been drinking. Um, pretty tipsy right now. So, a lot of stressful times as a kid, man. And it wasn't just because of our household. Mario and Nintendo and Konami, they were assholes. They were, they were heartless bastards. It was supposed to be done for fun, but video games, they really weren't that fun. They were unrewarding. I mean, congratulations, I think, was probably the worst ending to a game. Or, you know, you win. <laughs> um, I wanted to mention a quick couple of notable mentions on my list, though, that were, didn't make the top ten. I didn't even have a top ten. I just, like, rattled off some shit that, that stuck out. But uh, fucking Mickey Mouse capades. I, I, I think I beat that. I think that was one of the few that I remember beating, but it was only stressful because you had to rescue Minnie's ass so many times. You know, that, that fucking crow or whatever would come take her away, and then you'd have to go and find her. And then you'd always you'd have to have her jump in sync with you. She'd have to make it, otherwise you couldn't advance. That was one I had. Battletoads was another one. I don't remember anybody ever beating Battletoads. That's, if you look at the toughest video games ever, that's winds up in the top two. 
Yeah, I, I mean, think that was also a Konami game. Nope, that was a Trade Wars. It may as well have been a Konami game. I don't remember ever fucking beating it. It was... No, you definitely didn't. No. Um, what else did I have on there? Deadly Towers. You remember playing Deadly Towers? That was one of those games where, um... That was one of those games that had the passcode. That was one of my mom's favorite games. It was cool, but it was one of those games where you had you had a maze. You had all these different doors. You had all these different bosses. I watched like speed runs to see if you know I never saw the ending. And it's something simple. You could have beat this game in 20 minutes. Mm. It really aggravates the fuck out of me. I got Castlevania as a, an honorable mention. Oh, uh, Castle. You got the music. One. Yeah, you got the music to queue up on I that. Got, uh, that had a good music. That was Konami. That was. I, let's see, Castlevania Two. Here we go. Castlevania Two. I know I beat the first one. I don't think I beat the second one. I remember. I remember Simon's Quest because you had to fight Dracula, right? Yep. Yeah, and the one that came out for the PS2. I got that for Christmas one year. Fuck. Man, that was <laughs> that was impossibly difficult. You got stuck on that one. You always had to backtrack. You forget your progress because you put the game down for half a day. It was just so hard. So for shits and giggles, is Konami still around? I don't even know if they're still around. Like, I don't know how the whole licensing thing goes. They're still putting out Metal Gear games, right? Okay. I, 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 maybe or not. Is it Nintendo? Maybe not. Well, website still pops up, so I don't know if they're still doing games or not. Konami.com, founded in 1969. Holy shit, that's pretty fucking wild. Uh, holdings, video game company. Yeah, it looks like they're still around. That's nuts. Yep. Um, let's see. Konami Digital Entertainment, Hideo. With a few exceptions, Konami would stop making console games instead of focusing on mobile. Okay, fuck that. Because they they were tired of including that up, up, down, down code. <laughs> Probably. You know what? This is dumb. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, let's see. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I Anytime you had to swim, I think that stressed me out. Because you had that music fucking with you, too. Like, you knew you had limited air. But it was the music that made it worse. Yep. And that game, I found that game very forgiving because if you had one coin and you got hit, if you picked up that coin, that's like an extra life. So I found that game to be forgiving. But I know I beat all three, first three of those. Which was Sega's flagship game at the yeah. time. And the probably... Probably their best. Probably yeah, their best game. Yeah. It was a nice answer to anybody who was sick of playing Mario games. And they they were like the what the cool kids are playing now, you know. Yeah. Forget Mario. We're going to have a cool little head, blue hedgehog with spiked up hair. That pissed me off. Did you ever see the movies? Uh, maybe one of them. That pissed me off because you had so many of those nerds that are like, man, that doesn't look like Sonic. That doesn't look like a hedgehog. He's blue. That's not what a hedgehog looks like. <laughs> um, Shadowgate. You remember Shadowgate? That was no. another puzzle game. That was another one of my mom's favorite games. Came out in '89. Um, dungeons and dragons and keys and all kinds of wizardry and touch shit. Remember that Deja Vu game? She played that. That too. was yeah. Deja Vu was another trippy ass game. 
Who was the developer on that? That was in the same vein or not? Um, yeah, I think that was Kemco. Let's see, Air Deja Vu. Because Kemco did, uh, yeah, it was Kemco did this and Kemco did Shadowgate. So. Deja Vu was like the movie Memento before Memento. Yeah. And that was not, see, I didn't get into all them puzzle games, man. I got frustrated trying to find a key or this clue or that clue. It'd be very meticulous going through and and searching every nook and cranny before you moved on. And then sometimes you'd have to go all the way back to the beginning in oh. some spots. Hit a wall or hit cell for... It was stressful as hell. And another stressful game, which I know I didn't beat, The Adventures of Lolo. L-O-L-O. Now, if you, if you moved a block the wrong way, you just have to start from the beginning of the level. That was a tough puzzler, but that was good. It was it was rewarding. They came out the sequel as well for the NES on that. I don't know if you played that, but that's a good no. title. That's a that that was a fun one. Um, well, well I want to go back to uh, Shadowgate real quick because I did play a sequel. It wasn't really a sequel. It was a uh, a game that they put out on N sixty four. So title uh, association. I went out and bought it. It was one of the most stressful games because that was one of the games where I had to search on the internet. For an entire walkthrough, because it was that difficult, you had kind of like uh, you had to touch. You had nine statues in the middle of a room. And you had to touch them in a corresponding order. Like, I don't know how the hell you're gonna know that, you know, right off the bat without cheating and looking ahead or talking to somebody who's actually played the game. But that was a long and it was a boring ass fucking game. <laughs> Definitely not one of my favorites. But I played it because it, it reminded me of childhood, just the you know the name or whatever. Um, you said you were about done on your list, right? Yeah, I have one left. All right, so let's see. Um, Friday the Thirteenth. I've always been a slasher fan. Friday the Thirteenth came out in 1988, and you played. I think you had six camp counselors. You had Chrissy. You had Mark. So I know you had. Three chicks and three guys, one of which was a black kid who was slow. He had a chubby white kid. And then I don't remember much about the girls, but yeah, you had to search. You had to hunt down Jason. You had to kill his mom. And he would pop up, and that scared the shit out of me. Let's see the yeah the fight scenes. He was for some reason he was purple. Yeah, I don't I don't. He was get purple. That. that wait, didn't you have to just kill everybody? Even though just randoms just walking around doing nothing? Yeah, you had like, uh, you had all kinds of little tasks to do, but it, it didn't remind me anything of a, of a, a Friday the 13th movie. I found that game to be difficult, am I, am I wrong? Definitely not. I remember getting to Jason's mom, but it was one of those duck and dodge things. You had to dodge her right, you had to hit her right. There's an ending. There's an ending to it. Most of the times I, I got the ending that says you and your friends are dead. So if I ever decided to go to camp, I guess I deserve that shit. But that, well, that was a stressful and scary-ass fucking game. You owned all of those at one point as they came out on VHS. Yeah, oh, still yeah. do. Still do. Now I got the Blu-ray set. So Plenty of tits on that. <laughs> yeah, they got tits. worse. They got worse as they go. Or better, depending if you're a 13-year-old kid or not. Fair. Boobs <laughs> or boobs. <laughs> but if you saw boobs, you knew that chick was going to die. So. Yeah, well, you know somebody's going to die as soon as you see the boobies come out. So, 
I don't care. I still still hold that in high regard. One of my favorite movies. Um, to me, those don't age well. The movies don't. To me, uh, that's uh, you're, you're partial. You're a huge partial. fan. I'm definitely not partial. I can tell you. So like. The actor that that's most known for playing Jason Kane Hodder, which was uh, he was Jason in part seven, eight, nine, and Jason X. He was the best Jason, like the best guy who played the character in the shittiest movies. Like the the movies were just completely just complete garbage. So I think right, I think the fourth one is when they stopped being good. You know, you had like. All right, so let's say the mom's the killer in the first one. Jason's out and about stalking. He's like a hydrocephalic, uh, mentally challenged individual in two and three and four. He actually dies in four. They bring him back in six, like as a zombie. That's when all the whole, the deadite shit comes out. But I think Jason was scariest in the Kane Hodder movies. They were just ridiculous stories, you know. Cool, cool. So one last thing on that, quick question. What about the hockey mask? What about the etymology of the story on that um i think it was just that was the second one where that made its debut third right one, the third, third one yeah so it he just, just found it or it was some guy uh this guy shelly shelly finkelstein he was known for playing like pranks on everybody you know why he had a hockey mask i don't know but that's that's jason killed him and he took the hockey mask from him and it was they kept it ever since okay so okay yeah cool. that was that was a trip uh okay, so I'm I'm on to my last. No, nope, I still have one notable mention: Earthworm Jim for the Sega Genesis. Such a good game. Um, I I love the concept. I love the character. It was like a new adventure type of thing that took you. It it advanced you past Mario and Sonic. Um, it was just a really difficult. Game. It was tough. It was fun. I liked what you know all the stuff you could do. The humor was really funny. Yeah, uh, all the weapons were pretty unique. Um, never beat it, but I think that was play- yeah, Playmates, Playmate Entertainment played that or made that game. Was that the same group who made Toe Jam and Toe Jam and Earl? Um, I feel like it was a similar type of game. I know Toe Jam and Earl was strictly was that strictly uh, Sega. I think Earl. so. I think that was another game that I definitely... Okay, yeah, it was for the Sega, Sega Mega Drive. That was done by... Oh. No, it was done by Sega. That was one that I never played. That was from the original Sega. That was fun. That was fun. Equally as tough, though. I don't think I got through either one of those games. Toe Jam and Earl and Earthworm Jam. I don't think I got through any of those. Well, Man, I've wasted a lot of time on video games. I, I told you, I told you, man. I, I know. I, you're just going through the, this list. It's just jogging back man. memories. I'm like... 40 fucking years. There was like one game you mentioned I didn't play. Which one was that? Uh, that... That's just... Uh, no, no, the, the D&D style one. Oh, Shadowgate. Uh, yeah, I, don't, Towers. I didn't play that one. <laughs> After a while, they're pretty much all the same. Like Zelda, you just basically have all these maps. You gotta you know, work your way through the labyrinth and shit. Friday thirteenth, all right. Fucker from Jim. Um, I'll give you the last one. You go ahead and tell me your last, your most stressful video game. Oh, it's there's no debate about it. It's Spelunky. All right, Spelunky. So you said the ice caves. Well, the first one, just to give you guys an idea if you haven't played it. Derek, you developed it, and it came out, I think, in 08. I like the music so far, but I guess that takes away from the stress of the game. 
Well, not really, because my brother, he turned me on to it. You have one life. That's all you get. Oh, fuck that. And there are several levels. Now, this is what you have to do, okay? So you have to... The first one is the caves. Now, any purists out there, if you want to defeat a game and beat it, I wouldn't even recommend picking this game up. <laughs> because... By far, this is the one I put the most time into. And I played it on the Xbox at the time. So you have to get a key with the chest in the first one, the first levels, um, to get the Eye of Khajiit, okay? You get the Eye of Khajiit, and then you go to the next level down, Darius, it's the jungle, which is it's World 2, basically. And... The Eye of Khajiit lets you find Black Market, which okay. it beeps a lot, and you have to bomb your way. And if you don't have any bombs, forget it. You have to bomb your way to get to the Black Market. Once you're in the Black Market, either you have to rob the whole shop to get... The purpose is to get the head jet in there, which grants you an extra life, right? Right. So you're in that world... If you don't have the 50,000 coins, 50,000 gold, then you have to rob the shop. Okay. <laughs> okay? So, you get the eye, and then you get the head jet. Okay? And that allows, like I said, it grants you an extra life. So, forgive me if I didn't get all these steps right. This reminds me of, like, of the old school Nintendo for this game. This came out for like PlayStation and Xbox and stuff, right? Yeah. So Shit. go ahead and cue the Ice Caves music. Got it. So, <laughs> and this has amazing music to it. Gameplay is terrific. It's a 2D, you know, you hear roguelikes or rogue lights. I don't know. It depends who you ask. It's like GIF and JIF. Yeah. Like nobody knows the difference, but you go to the Ice Caves, you have to find the where the altar's at. It's either in. The second one down or the third one down. It sounds like porno music. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to die on purpose. Okay. Once you die on purpose, you <laughs> it grants you a life and puts you in the like the idol thing. And then you're at the city of gold. No no. You're in the temple. And you have to defeat Anubis once you get to the temple. Which is kind of tough. You gotta find him first. Usually, with a couple sticky bombs, will do it. And you get a scepter after that. So once you get the scepter, you go one level down, get to the city of gold. Okay. All right. Do you have the city of gold music on there? City of gold. City of gold. This is not in a regular order. City of gold. So it's like I finally made it to the city of gold. Go down there, you defeat him, uh, Anubis 2, to get the Book of the Dead. Now, that level in itself is hard as shit. You think it's a city of gold? You think it's just a bonus stage where you collect coins? No, there are mummies and things every... If you die once, you're screwed. And by the way, if you piss off a shopkeeper the entire run, then there's a shopkeeper with a shotgun waiting for you at every bottom of the level. 
I'm still yeah. looking at more and more of these screenshots and it stresses me out. It reminds me, definitely reminds me of old school Nintendo style games. Like the graphics are a little bit better, but yeah, I get those, those PTSD vibes. So once you pass the city of gold, then you have to defeat Olmec, but you have to do it in a way to where it takes you down to hell. Right. You can't, like, you have to bomb down for the door that takes you through the lava that takes the door to hell. And then, when you're done with that, you get to go through hell, and hopefully you have some about 10 bombs left. Holy shit. Because, it, well, more than that, because you're going to need at least about six to beat the boss at the very end. Unless you just plan on whipping him. But, I played started playing that game in 08, I think, 09. Played it for like six months, almost three to six months, almost every day. Holy shit. And then I put it down for a good six months before I picked it back up and beat it. I'm if definitely you... getting porno vibes from a lot of this music. <laughs> so, Spelunky 2 came out, I think, in 19. I could be mistaken. Uh, 2008. Oh, no, no, 2012. Wait a minute. Spelunky, no, the second one. Okay, Spelunky 2. came out okay it got delayed it got delayed by a couple of years so man i i've beaten a couple of the final bosses on there but in order to truly defeat the game i'm not going to go through it all this reminds me like real old school vibes so if they made it like you know for newer current consoles or whatever yeah i can imagine it being stressful as fuck oh my gosh so in order to truly defeat it, you have to get to the very end and then pass 99 levels in the cosmic ocean. Fuck. 99. Fuck that. With one life. Fuck that. <laughs> I've never even made it to the cosmic ocean. I've gotten close. <laughs> My buddy Matthew, he... Uh, Was this a Japanese developer that made this? Derek Yu. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, he's a smart guy. I think he pretty much programmed the whole thing by himself, the first one. Right. And then he had his buddy do the music for him. But you're getting the porno vibe music. I'm telling you, it's like all slow and just kind of chill. Like, fix my cable. Shh. Hey, I don't know how I'm going to pay you. It looks, yeah, it has that trippy vibe to it. So, yeah, guys, if you're, like I said, if you're a purist and want to defeat a game, don't even pick it up. But that thing, man. But I got it. I've beaten it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm still on the Xbox leaderboards for, um, I had a million coin, I had a million gold run one time. I got a million gold coins, Sick man. Bastard, oh, yeah, not to mention, I forgot to mention this. You only get three minutes to defeat the level. And if you don't defeat it in three minutes, this ghost comes out. And you can't be beat. He just chases you around. That's not even... Um, he just chases you around. You better find the exit, and you better not have been dinking around in the level because you can't kill him, and he chases you on a beeline. And if he touches you, you're dead. So... my number one man you got right. one more on there yeah, i got one more on there it's a little on the nose but fuck it i don't give a shit it's super mario brothers the original just because it was the first experience i had with nintendo number one i think it was the jumps that were more stressful than anything because you know you had to like just tap that button just right to land on that ever so thin little platform and get yourself across. It had nothing to do with 
the Bowser, the dragon, or any of that, any of that shit, you know. The music didn't help. That stressed you out when it, like, sped up. Like, oh, it's time to hurry up, dude. It's time to hurry up. Um, the water worlds. The fucking Koopa castles always stress me out. Just that music was, like, so fast and tense. Um, and then you showed me a lot of secrets in that game. A lot of secrets that I couldn't replicate. And I think that helped stress me out, too. That, that, uh, was it 3-3? Three, three? No, it was 3-1. One. You're talking about the one-up cheat. The one-up cheat, I never... I think I replicated that one time. And then I hit the button accidentally, and I fucked it all up, and I couldn't do it again. One yeah. time in the 80s. Yeah, I, I have a hard time getting that one, too. I'll pick up that game every couple years. But I'll, I'll, I have a hard time replicating that one-up jump. Yeah. Because it ha he has to be in the third one, and you have to time it perfect. And then, didn't he mean... And then, once you get, like... I think it... And then I would die on purpose and then do it again. Yeah. And I think it, I was better at it when I was a kid. I was the first one on my block to beat it. I think I was like seven. Was there? Well, that's the thing. That's the, that's the thing that tripped me out. I think I beat it one time, but you don't really beat it because it just starts over again and it's more difficult. You have instead of like Goombas, you have like the Beatles. The Buzzy Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't really beat it. That's like that's your reward. Here you go. You get to play it again. Like Ghosts and Goblins. <laughs> Another honorable you mention, get to play guys. It again. Fuck that game. And I, I, I want to say, they, I think they got a lot easier as you went, because Mario 2 wasn't that bad. I liked, I mean, the change-up was a little different, you know, carrying around stuff and throwing shit. But then uh, Mario 3 came along, and I think that was a lot easier than this one. I don't know. I Something about those pirate levels on there? Yeah. Those the ships are tough, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's almost equally as difficult. But, yeah, 3 is easily the best game on the console. Pretty much easily. But, yeah, Mario won, man. Holy shit. And then the Japanese came out with the Lost Levels. Yeah, Which all the was way their Super that. Mario 2. All the way screw that. And nowadays you have those, uh, those Mario makers. And I see people making these ridiculous... Like this guy on TikTok. Yeah, I watch TikTok. There's this guy who's like, this is how I survived COVID. And um, he's... All these fucking jumps, and he's got the flaming balls twirling around. He's got the bullets going everywhere. He's got the Goombas everywhere. And it just took me back. Like, I had, like, I just my chest is seizing up. Because I'm like, man, I remember that shit. It wasn't as bad, but I remember that shit. It was stressful. The levels on those, it was a pretty good level design on Mario. Because World 2 was always that underground place. That music. There we go. Yeah, I got the music. Holy shit. So, the level design was pretty amazing on that. I think, uh, I want to think that the creator of Mario just recently died, too. I think his name is Hideo... Hideo something. You know, Mario Brothers creator. Oh, it's completely wrong. Shigeru Miyato. Miyamoto. Shigeru Miyamoto. Um, I guess he is still alive. 69 years old. Two kids. Man, you had all that fucking design shit with all these Mario games and you have two kids. Man, they are neglected as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> man, alright, dude. Well, I appreciate you coming through, man. This was fun. This, like, takes me back to my childhood, back when, like, happier times when we weren't so... I don't want to say we weren't so stressed out because we had these stresses, but we don't have like bills and kids and all that bullshit. Um. Yeah. 
Yeah, my pleasure, man. Uh, yeah, pretty much every weekend or every other, I'd be over at your house and we'd rent some trashy title and uh, <laughs> skater die, renegade, skater day. So tough. There were uh, there are a lot of titles. I just never understood why they made video games out of them. Like Bible Adventures, we already mentioned, but like Jaws, I didn't like Jaws very much. Akari Warriors, man. I remember playing that too. So bad. All you had to do was hit like up, up, left when you died, and it would just grant you unlimited free lives. <laughs> and you can, couldn't walk like three steps without dying, catching a stray bullet. But the ones we wanted to play, the ones we wanted to beat were damn near impossible. Ninja Turtles, Simpsons, Cheese, Spelunky, Fester's Quest. Fuck. Yeah, I've said it once before. I'll say it again. Gamers nowadays are fucking spoiled. We didn't have Game Genie back in the day. We didn't have save spots. We didn't have YouTube walkthroughs. We had, uh, if we had to go, like if our parents wanted to take us to the store, like, oh, we got to go to Aunt Claire's. Fuck. Pause it and just hope that you, you know, your shit was was fine. But usually you would walk in and the blink the the screen would be blinking blue and you'd have to start all over again. Yeah, so. I would I would travel with the thing. I'd take it to my uncle's house. Thank God for for Nintendo Switch, man. <laughs> I would I would I would travel with it. I'd hook it up in his basement. And oh shit! He's like he's got the ten thousand yard stare. The boy is plugged in. <laughs> they would call it plugged in. He's like get him outside or something. He's plugged in. Oh no, I did that shit once. So it was the year that we got Nintendo. I, I royally pissed my mom off really bad because like every year we would go, we would open our presents at Christmas, and then we would go to my aunt Carol and uncle Stan's house for like dinner and just chit chat or whatever like that. You know, I was like, no, I don't want to go. <laughs> I got Nintendo sitting in front of me. <laughs> My grandpa and my great-grandmother Strauss came through, and they had my presence with me because they were planning on seeing me at my aunt's and uncle's house. My mom was so pissed because I, I barely, you know, I let it. I didn't let it down for five minutes. <laughs> While they were there, when they left, I was plugged the fuck in. I'm like, you bought it? This is what happens. You guys give me a hit of that fucking Coke? I'm, I'm <laughs> wired. I am wired. I couldn't wait. I think those were the days where, like, games came out and I'd take a day off of school. I don't remember doing that much as a kid, but, like, yeah, definitely when I was a kid, like, high, about high school is when it stopped. Game came out, took the day off, went and bought it, played it for hours on end. I do that in my adulthood, man. man. When Rockstar comes out with a new rendition of pretty much anything, not, <laughs> yes. not like Mafia, like their major titles, <laughs> yes. Grand Theft Auto. I'm a Red Dead Redemption guy. RDR guy. <laughs> yes. I'll take two days off, man. I still do it. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know they're getting ready to announce something on Rockstar pretty soon. They need to so. do a GTA Detroit. They, I don't see it happening. because <laughs> they're, they're It only seems logical. It's a motor theft capital of the world. Exactly. Exactly. That would yeah. be cool. Fuck. Oh, hookers would probably be, I don't know if they'd be a higher grade, but you'd probably have, they'd probably fight back. They would fight back if you tried to rob them for your money. You could you could go to the go to Jackson and see uh, <laughs> yeah. go to Jackson prison and see your buddies see your see your cousin go score some weed and Jackson. Be- <laughs> One time, um, my uncle was in town and it was real dry up north and somebody told him to go to the prison to score some weed because that's the best way he could do it, it was because he had a buddy who was up there and he sure enough he didn't we didn't know where the weed was at and. <laughs> They sent him up to the prison, and he visited him and scored a bag. That's pretty bad. Like, like you know how Santa Carla and uh, Lost Boys was like the murder capital of the world? 
Known for all the vampires and shit like that. Well, Jackson's known for its prison. Yeah. How sad is that? Jackson, Michigan. We don't have we don't have shit for malls anymore. I mean, we got a Popeyes, but it's not very good. But that's about it, man. It's kind a shithole. It is. I don't live here, so I have more nostalgia. But they have a they have an airport. It's a okay. They don't really have an airport. <laughs> Even Coldwater, where I stay, has one. But they got the Cascades. You got a college. The college is good. I mean, you got a decent hospital. Shout out to my brother, Tony, best nurse in town. Oh, he still works up there? Yeah. yeah. I'll have to go, you know, break something and go and say hi. <laughs> I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him in a minute either. Yeah, That's he's cool. good. So, yeah, like I said, but there's some old money here, but as far as, but there's not a lot of industry here at all. I it's mean, a, what are you going to do? It's a nostalgia type of town. There's a uh, middle know, of the Rust Belt. You know, uh, Ming Chen? He's a semi-celebrity. He he hooked up with uh, Kevin Smith from the Jane Silent Bob movies or whatever. He's from here. I, I sat and shot the shit with him at a convention once, and he was talking about um, Aladdin's castle at the the mall. Oh, the right, arcade. the arcade. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you obviously don't visit very often because it's a total shithole. We don't have a <laughs> mall anymore. The movie theaters are all gone. I mean, we have Jackson Ten, but it's just it's not the same. HBO you know. Max wrecked those guys. <laughs> Pandemic sure. and HBO Max. For sure. So. Holy shit. All right. Well, um, let's see. It is currently June the 5th, and we'll. Um, I'm planning on June 26th. We're going to come through, and we're going to talk some wrestling. Yeah, we're going to talk about the heels. The, the wrestling heels of the some, 80s and the 90s. Somebody who's put in there to lose, essentially. <laughs> the bat. Oh, I got a good list going. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to narrow it down. It might be it might be a long, long episode. We might have to break it into two, depending on the amount of content we have. Yeah. So this was my bread and butter, man. This is why I never went outside. Well, aside from Nintendo, this is why I never went outside watching wrestling. <laughs> it was a good time. All right, man. Well, thanks, like I said, thanks again for coming out, and um, I'll see you next time. So thanks for listening, tuning in. Um, Until then, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Are you starting a new business? Oh, shit, that's the wrong button. I got to go. That's the wrong button. That's the wrong button. Promotional concern. That's the wrong button. There we go. See you guys next time.